0: Welcome to the official Jets podcast. We are presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here inside the studio. We'll be joined momentarily by the Madbacker, Bart Scott. But first, thanks to Elijah Vera Tucker for coming mm-hmm. upstairs here on a Monday. How would you describe the first three weeks of the season
1: for the team and then for you individually? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would describe it as, um, you know, just learning how to deal with adversity um, you know, obviously we want to be three and out right now, but that's not where we're at. So it was a good win last weekend in, uh, out at Cleveland in a hostile environment. Uh, but you know, we got to find ways to win at home now and get the job done. And uh, all we could do is just build off of these last three weeks, see what we need to improve on, and move on from there. And then me personally, pretty much same thing. Um, you know, there's there's some good and bad things. I know what I need to improve on. You know. Um, the team knows what we need to improve on, so it's pretty much moving on and, and getting the job done as professionals.
0: How about the transition over to right mm-hmm. guard? You yeah. made it look pretty easy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely different, uh, you know, playing playing left guard and even being on the left side, like left tackle, and getting moved to right guard. But, um, I mean, I say that, you know, I've enjoyed it. Um, you know, like I, I've always said, wherever I'm at, Whatever the team needs me to play, that's how I'm gonna play. Um, But yeah, I'm feeling comfortable with that right guard. You know, we got like what 14 more games left, (laughs) so yeah, got turned on. How do you think
0: Max Mitchell has handled everything? I mean, yeah. you guys have been playing everybody at tackle uh-huh. here since the summer, and the uh-huh. continuity is something that you guys are all striving for up front. But yeah. he was forced in that lineup in week one. Uh-huh. Uh, from my eyes, he's fared pretty well. What What do you yeah. think about him, a fourth round pick out of Louisiana? Uh,
1: yeah, that's that's a uh, money, Mitch man. <laughs> uh, no, he's definitely held a his uh, his own. Um, you know, I feel like in this division they got some pretty good pass rushers especially over the past, you know, a couple weeks. Um, And like I said, he's he's handled his own, especially just getting thrown in there. Um, But yeah, Money Mitch has been, he's been doing his thing, man, in the run game and in the past too. So only up from here, you know. Let me ask you about pro football focus. How much
0: do you Mm -hmm. pay attention to those grades? Because right now through three weeks, Mm -hmm. AVT, the number Mm -hmm. one ranked run blocker from a guard position in all football. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Um, Me personally, I don't, i don't I'll never look at that you know I'll have family members send it to me um you know it's, it's kinda hard not to see it, but yeah, I mean you know it's just motivation for me really to to keep on pushing uh you know see what I need to improve on things like that overall, I don't really pay attention to the p f f numbers um I mean I think what's more important is you know what you see on film and and uh you're the one out there, and then also you know what your coaches see too um so yeah, your your own harshest critic and we
0: talked about that during mm. the offseason in terms of your goals in year two mm. what did you want to get better at here in your sophomore professional campaign and uh, do you think that's coming along
1: yeah overall man I I really just wanted to get um you know get to, like playing faster um you know and I think year two in this playbook has really helped and like year two playing the league as well um you know, I, I talked to plenty of guys who said every year, you know, it seems to get easier. So, you know, I feel comfortable out there, you know, just being able to fly around now, knowing everything. And um, yeah, man, I just wanted to come in and work on obviously run game and pass game too. So, been feeling like I've been doing, you know, a better job with that than last year. So, it's just, you know, continue to stack those blocks. Can I
0: ask you how difficult it is considering through three weeks?
1: You guys have had the lead. Do you know how long? Twenty-two seconds. Mm, yeah,
0: <laughs> you know how difficult is yeah. that? Because if you're playing from behind, that often means that you got to put the ball up, and you guys been putting it up. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have that balance from an offensive line yeah. perspective, other guys across from you know, hey, I'm just going upfield.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing about um, coming from behind. Is um, it sucks. Is then you have to start, you know, just throwing the ball the whole time. Um, But, you know, that's just what I said earlier is, um, you know, kind of dealing with adversity. So I feel like we've been able to do that. And, um, you know, I think just trying to get the run game going is going to be important for the next 14 games. And and we'll get it done, you know, so we can have an even
0: even mix of it. What have you thought about the skill position players as Mm -hmm. far as talent-wise, that you guys have across the board. We've seen the contributions from Garrett Wilson, the Mm -hmm. Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week in in, uh, Week 2. And then Brees Hall making contributions, running the football, and also catching it. And you came in with a class that included, of course, Elijah Moore Mm -hmm. and Michael
1: Carter. Do you
0: you kind of see it all coming together?
1: Yeah, I uh, I I definitely see it all coming together. And you see you know, little sparks of it in the games. Um, you know, the talent that we have. And I see all the, all the time in practice. You know, CD a big receiver, could go up there and catch the balls. Who's was a great run blocking receiver as well. E more you know, fast Breeze, MC, all the guys you mentioned. Um, you know, I feel like we're all, you know, gelling well together. And then um, Garrett Wilson, you know, as well, too. Shout out to him. We just won that yep. that award last week for Rookie of the Week. Um but yeah, I feel like that's a good uh, that's a good skill skill room we have, you know. So it's good, to, it's fun to watch actually from an old lineman to you know when they catch the ball, just see him do their thing. So it's cool.
0: But you don't have the opportunity to do that during the game. So for you, is it like turning on the film Monday morning and be like, "Wow, G Dub uh, was really at work here against Cleveland," or, or yeah. you know, Brees was running nice routes out of the backfield, etc.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Uh, you definitely can't see it as much, but I feel like as an old lineman, you can kind of look at. The, you kind of look up at the big screen you're like, okay. They're kind of doing their thing, but yeah, I mean, you know, you'll see it in film. Uh, you know, Couch was pointed out too, so it's always a good thing to see. Um, but yeah, those those boys are getting right.
0: Bunch of dudes frustrated on the sideline, rightfully mm-hmm. so. With that mm-hmm. being said, uh, during that game against the Cincinnati Bengals defending mm-hmm. AFC champions, what was it like when you all got together Monday? What kind of messaging did Robert Sala have? And then For you as players, what kind of messaging did you have amongst yourselves?
1: Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, Coach Salah said it best. You know, it's really the little things, um, you know, that have been getting to us. And it's those little things that you got to focus on in practice. You know, if it's taking extra time before or after to work on them, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, he addressed the team well, well today. Um, You know, nobody has their head down. Mm. You know, we're one and two. Um, but this season is far from over. We all know that. We all know what talent we have in this room. It's just all about putting it all together. And then, um, you know, I feel like personally for me and as a team, you know, all our heads are up. I feel like the morale is still good in this uh, in this building, which is very good to see, especially from last year, you know. And then, um, yeah, I mean, if you just look at the tape, it's, it's the little things, you know, that we've been missing. So it's just all about getting those little things corrected and then, you know, be able be able to go out there and have some fun. For you guys
0: offensively, finish is going to be a big word, I know. Mm-hmm. you get getting in that plus territory. We're yeah. not able to convert with touchdowns against the Bengals. How do you make that transition coming up against the Pittsburgh Steelers to make sure what do you have to do? Does that speak to the little things that you're talking yeah. about that you guys mm-hmm. have to do in terms of finishing?
1: No, yeah. Um, just looking at the film, you know, from the past couple of weeks, that's really what it is. It's just the little things, getting it done. Um, you know, everybody from the play caller to, you know, the players on the field, you know, people on the sideline, it all has to gel together for us to, you know, get those TDs up. And it will definitely happen. You know, I can see it. Everybody else can see it in this building. Um, it's only a matter of time. Um, but, yeah, like I said, man, the morale is good. And then I'm going against a good defense this week uh, in Pittsburgh. Um at Pittsburgh, that'll be fun. Good environment, too. So, and, uh, No doubt.
0: A great environment. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the environment in Cleveland? And does it give you confidence that, hey, we faced that environment mm-hmm. and we came out there with the victory as you guys prepare for the Steelers?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, that was a that was a great environment out there in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to those fans. I mean, they're respectful, too, you know. But uh, they also get pretty, pretty rowdy out there. So that was really cool, and, um, you know, it was cool getting an away win. Um, But I feel like for me personally, I know a couple other people on the team, it's like, it's fun. I like going and playing at away games. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's fun to, you know, silence that crowd a little bit. And it's just different, you know, from a home game as well. Um, But, yeah. Communication is big Mm -hmm. all aspects,
0: every position group. But what changes for you guys up front when Mm -hmm. you're on the road?
1: Yeah, that's just uh, got to hear that play call in the huddle, man. It gets really loud. It's hard to hear that sometimes when, you know, Joe's even right there speaking to you. Um, and also, you know, just being, being able to go up there, look at the fronts, and the silent count's a big deal as well. I mean, for any NFL football team in a hostile environment. So I feel like those things are, are pretty critical. How about you playing
0: the guard position? What does it mean when you're playing against a 3-4 front? Like mm-hmm. the Steelers employ compared to a four three front.
1: Yeah, I think it's just um it's a different type of defense that, you know, our offense is, is capable of, you know, putting some pressure on. Um but I me personally I kinda like going against those three four defenses yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it kinda it frees me up a little bit to go to those linebackers. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. Uh, Definitely you have to be on your toes a lot more, a lot more rule changes to it, you know. Um, And that kind of implies to the communication and stuff like that as well, too, when you're up at the line. Uh, But I feel like you've been doing a a good job at it, you know. It's only, um, I mean, we just got to keep on building on that.
0: What's that feeling like when you're out on the move and you know you got a a chance at the linebacker Mm -hmm. where you got some open space and you're going to hit the
1: second level? Yeah, no, it's a it's definitely a great feeling, uh, running full speed to them. Uh, some linebackers, it's funny, like some linebackers, you know, they'll take on the hit. Some will try to shimmy around you. So that's what you got to do, you know, you studying. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as an old lineman going up in free space is pretty much nothing better, so,
0: yeah. You've said all along that this system fits you perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, now in your second year under John Benton, Um, how would you describe it from your spot?
1: Uh, I would say, um, like I said earlier, I mean, I just feel a lot more comfortable in this offense year two. Um, I mean, it's been tough too, you know, switching tackles and stuff like that. But like I said, Max has been doing a really good job so far. Um, so, I mean, he's making my job easier. I feel like I'm making his easier. So, you know, um, it's going well so far, man. Is he a talker
0: out there on the field, or is it something that you got to get in his ear? And you have you become more vocal uh-huh. just because you are a veteran?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like for Max, I feel like he's kind of like me. You know, he's kind of a guy who leads by example, I would say. Um, but you know, when he needs to turn it up, you know, he'll know when to do that. There's certain time and place for that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, he'd be talking on the sidelines, this and that, getting everybody hyped up, which is cool to see. Man, how crazy is it, though, if
0: you think about it, where you started training camp and we didn't know if it was going to be Makai in or George mm-hmm. Fant. And then Robert Sala announces that, hey, we're going to keep Fant at left tackle and mm-hmm. Becton's going to be at right tackle. And you're yeah. lining up to next to Makai for a few days. Mm-hmm. He goes down, then George is next to you. Um, We uh, we see uh, well George makes the switch back to left tackle of course, Mm -hmm. then uh, you bring in Dwayne Brown eventually, and you're thinking Mm -hmm. that fans going to be back on the right Mm -hmm. side. Dwayne he goes down. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just been a series of events that probably uh, like nothing you've experienced before.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no, yeah, definitely uh, never experienced so many switches at tackles, but I mean that's the game, you know, it's football. Um, injuries come with that. And unfortunately, we've been hit with the injuries on the O-line. Um, but, I mean, everybody's been holding their own. You know, I feel like we've had to deal with some adversity over the past, you know, month and stuff like that. But like I said, Max has come in. He's done his thing. gets some really good edge rushes the past couple of weeks. And then um, <clears throat> Fant as well over there, you know, being at the left tackle spot. I feel like that's where he feels more comfortable, you know, anyways. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, we're just all holding up. And you can't really do nothing about injuries in this game. You know, you just have to keep on moving forward, and that's definitely what we've done.
0: Do you have any time to think, hey, what was us at that point? When you want to see Fan go down yesterday, and I know mm-hmm. you have faith in Conor McDermott coming yeah. in and playing
1: left tackle, but at mm-hmm. some point, you're like, wow, we, <laughs> we got mm-hmm. another guy coming in. No, yeah, no. <laughs> no I'm telling you, like, I'm not sugarcoating Like, it sucks. You know, it sucks to see your guys go down, you know, McKay, um, you know, Dwayne, and then Fan as well. Um, but you know those are some tough guys. Um, you know they wouldn't go down without a fight. So when they out, you know, you know, you know, it's tough. Um, but like I said, it's tough, man. But you just gotta keep on going. You know, there's <laughs> nothing you could do about it. Yeah. You know, so you just gotta go in there and play your tails off. And uh, I feel like that's just you know what we continue to do.
0: We talked about it numerous times last year how potentially special that 2001 draft class could be. What do you think about this 2020 draft class when you're seeing Sauce out there flying Mm -hmm. all over the field making plays against Jamar Chase? Garrett Wilson Mm -hmm. has really made a statement in his first three NFL games. Jermaine Johnson uh, making plays Mm -hmm. from the defensive end position. Brees Hall has become a fixture Mm -hmm. out of that backfield working in tandem with Michael Carter. And the list goes on and on. We talk about uh, Mitchell starting for you guys. How special can this class be?
1: Yeah. I feel like I definitely see the talent in this class and this special. I feel like they have a great opportunity to be special, you know, themselves. Um, But each one of them has an important role on this team right now. And I feel like they know that. We all know that. Uh, But at the end of the day, they're in the league for a reason. You know, we we drafted them for a reason. And, um, you know, when they go out there, you know, they know what the deal is. It's time to, you know, put on a show and every like you said everybody's been contributing too. um you know even even clemens you know he's been out oh there. yeah yeah he's been out there doing his thing um so yeah shout out to them how much have
0: you enjoyed living on the east coast and also playing for the jets fans because these people mm-hmm. are starving for a winner but i think they like yeah. your lunch pal attitude you bring the hard hat every day
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean moving to the east coast uh that was kind of hard at first. Uh you know you can't pick where you, you know you get drafted to. But I'm not going to lie, I, New Jersey's kind of warming up to me a little bit, you know. <laughs> uh, I like it out here. Food's great, people are great. Shout out to New Jersey. Um but yeah, and then um what was what was the second part of the question? Uh, well, you,
0: the Jets fans, they're oh, hungry yeah, for yeah, a winner yeah. and they expect mm-hmm a winner but with that being said I think they've really embraced you specifically because mm-hmm. you bring that hard hat every day to work
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean um, that's just something you gotta do you know in this league I feel like I was able to you know learn that pretty quick in the help of a couple of veterans and you know a couple of other people I know in the league uh, before me um, but yeah I mean this league is different man you gotta come in every day you know with your hard hat on like you said and if you have a bad day you gotta learn you know had to move on really quick. Yeah. because um, you know that's just something you gotta do. Uh but yeah, shout out to the fans. I know they're hungry for it. Trust me, I'm hungry for it too. I don't like losing. I don't think anybody in this uh in this building likes losing. Um what's that phrase? Or what's that saying? I hate losing more than winning. Right. Like that's a that's I that love true, winning. Yeah, yeah. That's a true feeling that I have, and I know a lot of people in this building have as well. Um, so, you know, it's just all about moving on and moving on to Pittsburgh and getting the job done.
0: Is it going to make it even sw- sweeter if you guys are able to turn this thing around?
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like, it, I mean, we know what we have in this building. You know, we know what people are saying outside of the building. We know, you know, a lot of people don't believe in us. But at the end of the day, we don't really care. We could care less about what other people think. Uh, cause at the end of the day, it's about us. We're the one comes in, we the one coming in, putting in the work every day. And I could see, you know, every day in practice and even in games, you know, we're very close. Um, so it's just all about, you know, getting the job done. What do you take from both sets of parents? If you look at the tattoos on your arms,
0: Vera mm-hmm. Tucker, what do you take from both sets?
1: Yeah. i say, I mean, I'm a big family man. So, uh, that was a big reason why I got these tattoos. Um, but I feel like, you know, all four of my parents, you know, shout out to, they did a great job, you know, raising me and then my little siblings as well, um, you know, into the people we are today. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm a big family man, so I like to represent it whenever I can, you know, and then uh, like going back home, that's always a great feeling, seeing everybody. But at the end of the day, you know, I got to put on for, for, the name, for the name on my back and uh, and represent it well. So that's what I try to do every day walking in this building. You fr-
0: you are from the Oakland area. Mm-hmm. Um, how do people who come from Oakland take a path to success? Because a lot of, the, a lot of people are facing some tough circumstances and mm-hmm. they got a ladder to climb.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it gets grimy in Oakland, you know, um, but I feel like, you know, with the support of my family and stuff like that, um, you know, they uh, they laid a pretty nice path for me, I guess, to be successful, you know, whether it's school and help me with football stuff. Um, but I love Oakland. You know, that's why I go back there uh, every off season. Um, That's that's home to me. That'll always be home to me. Um, always be in my heart. But I love the people of Oakland too. you know, the culture. I feel like it's just different. Um, you know, than a lot of other cities, especially in California as well. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and specifically, what do you take from your your mom and your pops? Can you, can you tell us what they did when you were growing up in terms mm-hmm. of professionally, but that setting an example for you?
1: Uh-huh. I think for me, what it was, was, was seeing how hard they would work. Um, and, you know, like they never really complained either. Um, you know, if we wanted something, you know they you know they would say no. But uh, and what did they do again? Uh, what? What did they do again? As far as work? Well, my uh, pops, my so my stepdad, my mom's a stay-at-home mom, uh, but I mean that's a hard job in itself. Yep. You know, with three kids, especially dealing with my two little sisters <laughs> <laughs> and me and me. But um, yeah, then my uh, my stepdad, uh, he owns his own like construction business, right. like a contractor, um, and then. My dad and my stepmom are uh, both firefighters for the city of Oakland. So, really just seeing them do all that, um, you know, coming home, never complaining. I feel like that just, you know, kind of, I would just see that. And I feel like kind of, what's that word? Wore off on me, I guess you could say. Yeah. But then I feel like they also did a good job with the little things, you know. You shake a man's hand, look him in the eye. You know, always be respectful to others. Um, I mean, it's just a lot of things I could go, you know, through, you know, talk about what they did to raise me to be the man I am today. But I really am grateful for all for my parents and, like, all my family as well, too.
0: But how cool is that um, in terms of them being firefighters and and putting themselves on the line for other people? And how much does that help, like— in your professional setting, I'm not saying mm-hmm. you're a firefighter, but yeah, as far as that, te- that that teamwork mentality uh, of, of understanding the importance and also self-sacrifice.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it's crazy because, um, I mean, it's pretty similar in a lot of ways. You know, if you think about it, you know, when they go into a fire, they're relying on, you know, about how whatever it is, five or ten other, other people in there with them to take care of them and make sure they're doing the little things right. And it kind of translates to football as well. You know, football is a team sport. If one guy, you know, out of 11 isn't doing his job, then, you know, something bad could happen, you know, um, or something might not go your way. So I feel like that's, uh, you know, they're similar in that way too. And then I feel like when you go into a firehouse, a fire station too, you know, they're all really close and tight with each other because they spend all day with each other, kind of like, you know, a football team in the league you know they're always with each other practice meetings everything like that too and they all go through a lot with each other as well so some a lot of similarities in that
0: so let's look ahead if indeed Zach Wilson is back in the
1: lineup mm-hmm. this
0: week what can you say about how hard he worked in the offseason after his rookie year and also how excited are you being a teammate for his next opportunity
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, well, answer to the second question first. I'm very excited to see, you know, uh, Zach Wilson this season. That's my dog, um, and you know, I, I've known uh, or I know that he's been putting in the work, you know, in the off season. You know, we were talking everything like that, um, but you could see it too when he came into training camp and even for an OTAs. You know, he's really starting to to take on that leadership role, and, uh, and he knew what he had to do, you know, to improve from last year. So, you know, whenever he comes back. You know, make sure he comes back healthy enough to play. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does, man. It's going to be fun.
0: You said he's your dog. Why is Wilson your dog? Why have you guys always hit it off? And, mm-hmm. and what do you appreciate about him?
1: I mean, you know, I got drafted with him, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> I feel like that automatically, you know, made us pretty tight. Um, but, you know, he's also a great dude off the field. You know, if you know him, um, you know, he's pretty. He's a pretty humble guy. You know, doesn't like to talk a lot about himself. Um, always puts the team first no matter what. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited to see what he does this year because I know he's been putting in that work um, just like everybody else on this team. Uh, he just hasn't had an opportunity to, to show it yet. So when he does get that opportunity, you know, we're all going to be here for him.
0: What changes for you as a lineman? Because uh, no knock on Joe, he mm-hmm. has his strengths, but he's not as athletic mm-hmm. or mobile as – wilson at this point in their careers with tim back in there what changes for you guys
1: um i wouldn't say too much changes i mean at the end of the day you always want a clean pocket no matter what um so pretty much nothing changes i mean when you have a a, a younger qb like zach you know a little bit more mobile um you know he could kind of get out of you know some tricky situations a little easier than others um so I feel like that's that's pretty much the difference. But from an O-line standpoint, you know, the mindset doesn't change at all. Right. You know, keep the depth of the pocket, you know, tackles, take them out wide and uh, keep the quarterback clean. AVT, I really appreciate
0: you coming in here. Hey, did you want to announce anything here as far as personal news or no? <laughs> uh,
1: let, me think. let me think. I can't think of nothing right now. Okay. Um, but you know, if I think of something, I'll tweet it out or something like that. <laughs> hey, good uh, deal, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man.
2: WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports. From boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport, they have what you need to win. Jets fans in New Jersey, sign up today and use promo code XJets. And after placing your first $100 wager, you will receive $100 to bet with. You will receive a $50 free bet and a $50 casino bonus. Again, the promo code is XJets. Offer subject to change. Offer only available in New Jersey. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 or older to participate. Please visit winbet.com to view welcome offers available in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia.
0: Now as advertised. Here's the man backer, Bart Scott. I just got done talking to Elijah Tucker as we opened the podcast. AVT really downplayed that move from left guard to right guard. How difficult is that transition, even though he did play across the line at USC? Well,
3: I'll tell you what, you know, great players never complain. And, you know, the things that are difficult to most, they make seamless and easy to do. Uh, I think he's downplaying it a little bit. Um, He is a great player. Um, He's a sending player. And I think he's shortly becoming one of the best guards in the NFL. But it's not easy to do whenever you're used to having one leg up and the other leg back and one arm down, another arm down. And also the chemistry of learning how to play next to a new person, right? Whether you're on the other side of the center and you're on the other side of a tackle. You know, everything has, you know, minor adjustments, and especially when you're talking about being on the dominant side, when you talk about the tight end is usually on the right-hand side because most uh, quarterbacks are right-handed. So now you're learning everything because that controls the entire you know, uh, scheme of how you decide to block. You're not sliding, you know, usually that way or you're sliding another way, and it makes a difference. But he's done it, and he's done a tremendous job of it. I think he's one of the very, very, um, you know, one of the uh, many bright spots that the Jets have early in the season.
0: There's no doubt about that. Yeah, what changes for him though playing against uh, playing next to a fourth round pick who the Jets took in the draft and Max Mitchell? Well, you're probably thinking in April that hey, this guy isn't going to get many snaps in year one. Well, in fact, he started the first three games. You go back to the Jets tackle rotation. You go from phantom training camp to right ta- who starts at right tackle. Uh, uh, excuse me. Go back to the start of training camp where we're thinking it's a left tackle competition, and then Becton starts at right tackle, then Fant moves to right tackle, Dwayne Brown comes in, Fant moves back to left tackle, and then finally Brown gets hurt, and you got Max Mitchell at right tackle.
3: That's enough just trying to explain that, you know, makes your head (laughs) hurt so you can imagine how he felt because everybody does something different. Everybody stands, one person stands maybe a little bit wider Somebody else may want to get bigger splits. You talk about being able to go stretch plays. You talk about you know TG blocks. You know that's about having chemistry with everybody, right? You, know, you talk about when the center's pulling from the from the from the right side. You know it's a lot of different variations, and you want to be able to have conversations with the person you're playing next to because you're hoping that they see the game and see the fronts the same way you see it. Well everybody sees and has different strengths and weaknesses and you know he's had three different guys in there and he's you know now he has a young guy in which he's used to being a young guy and used to you know maybe leaning on fat and, and, and getting some advice and being able to be talked to now he's doing all the talking as he's trying to explain and kind of say hey look for this watch out for that and be a coach on the field that's a lot more responsibility than he probably anticipated having before the start of the season.
0: Stops and starts offensively for the Jets, especially at these home games. Just Greg Zerline field goals covered the scoring against the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. With that being said, I think you should be encouraged about the talent that's out there on the field. We go on the backfield and we see Brees Hall and Michael Carter and then Garrett Wilson continues to do his things. Elijah Moore is here as well. Corey Davis made a big catch over the middle, but... Just for the Jets right now, moving into week four, what do you have to see from them offensively as we move ahead as they're trying to get everybody going at the same time?
3: Well, I think, one, you know, when Garrett Wilson went out, it really put a lot of pressure on Elijah Moore because, you know, he's not the tallest receiver. And we we realized last year that him playing in the slot is what's most beneficial to the team. You know, we have to move him out to bring Braxton Berrios to a position that he's comfortable with. Now, you know, Elijah's out of position. He's getting jump balls. He's not the biggest target. You want him coming across the middle. You want him with the ball in his hands in space, not really running go routes. You know, so you know Garrett Wilson showed a tremendous amount of toughness. I think he probably earned even more respect from his teammates, the fact that he came back after taking a vicious hit to the ribs. Anybody that's ever had injured ribs know how difficult that is, especially when you're talking about reaching over your head and running and also continue to take shots on there, you know, but he continued to play, you know, well and hard, but it also showed that, you know, he's a guy that sets the table, you know, his separation and his short area quickness, you know, forces defenses to have to respect him, which opens everything up for other people. Now you're asking yourself, okay, where could they get better at? I think yep. you, they can get better at and really starting, you know, cause teams are blitzing them or teams are getting quick pressure you know, from the, from the, on the tackles, you know, Trey Henderson had himself a day, you know, three sacks after not having any sacks during the year. It's time to start screening these guys to slow them down, you know, draws to slow them down whams and woes type of plays to slow them down because, you know, teams are going, especially when, you know, Zach Wilson gets in, they want to test, you know, to see if that knee is healthy, especially going against Blitzberg this week, they're going to come at him. They don't have, the pure pass rushers that that the Bengals had, what they have is the ability to get pressure by blitzing and adding more people than you can block and confusing young quarterbacks. So the quickest way is for everybody to know that they're the hot route, but also to throw a lot of screens to really slow them down, much like Cleveland did to the Jets in Week 2.
0: If Wilson is indeed the starter against the Pittsburgh Steelers and we're waiting to get the word as far as him being medically cleared What's your expectations for him? Because last year he suffered, or suffered the PCL sprain against the Patriots. He came back in the season's back half, and he played really well. Nine total touchdowns, two interceptions, protected the football. But there also is a danger there, I think, inherently for a young player to come back and try to make up for lost time.
3: Well, I hope that he saw that the success that Joe Flacco had was putting that ball in the hands of the playmakers and letting them do the work and laying it on the veterans in this team. You know, so I hope that he will come back and, and and be surgical with the ball, understand, get his pre-snap reads, do the little things, You know, change the, the, the snap counts, being able to audible at the line of scrimmage, but also continue to have chemistry. It's, it was crazy because Joe Flacco had tremendous chemistry with Garrett Wilson, but we know that Zach Wilson last year had tremendous chemistry with Elijah Moore. So let's see if that continues and maybe he can get Elijah Moore going a little bit because now it's to the point where I think people are really respecting Gary Wilson and know that, you know, you have to really put good players, you know, a, a, you know on him, or he's going to create separation and move the chains. So maybe that opens the other guys up as, you know, Gary Wilson can be a bit of a decoy.
0: Yeah. Just on paper, you look at the lineup the Jets had in week 18 last year against the Buffalo Bills versus whatever they'll line up with, especially the skill positions, it's night and day in terms of what they have talent-wise in terms of explosive people who can do damage with the ball in their hands.
3: No, absolutely. You know, I, mean, I think you know, they've done a great job of getting you know, people that are talented in different things uh, and, and that can hurt teams and opponents in different ways. You know, I love the one-two punch of, of Carter and, 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 and Hall – but, you know, we gotta take the next step, right? We gotta figure out ways how to score in the red zone. You gotta figure out ways, you know, you know, Conklin had a, a tremendous game, you know, eighty-five yards receiving. You know, everybody has to come to the party because teams are gonna try and take, you know, you know, the best players away. And that's where their supplemental players are gonna to have to step up and say, Hey, you better pay attention to me too, because I can do damage.
0: All right. So let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. Motion's part of the game. You know that better than anybody. Uh, from what you saw, Quinn and Williams, uh, Aaron White Cotton talking on the sidelines, obviously a difference in opinion there. Uh, you, you love to see the fire, but your thought process is more schematically about Quinn and telling the coaching staff, "I just want to rush four as opposed to sending numbers."
3: Yeah, because I mean, uh, part of part of my pregame was that you really don't want to do that against Joe Burrow because he's he's made a living, you know, just ask the Baltimore Ravens, who he torches routinely who decides to blitz him, you know, really this team was struggling really in a cover two shell. That's what they were really struggling with. They talked about trying to figure out how to, how to solve that puzzle. And then when you, you give Joe Burrow the ability to have the answers to the test, once he senses that it's some type of blitzing, you know, going on and, you know, you want to try with the, you know, they have three tremendous receivers, you know, mixing is good coming out of the backfield and also Hayden Hurts. You want, you know, him to really hold on to the ball. I think at times they they were undisciplined on the edges and lost contain. If they would have just stayed where they were supposed to stay and not ducked their heads in, you know, they would have fell into a sack because that's where he ended up, you know, escaping.
0: How can the communication issues be fixed, especially in the defensive backfield?
3: Well, oddly enough, you know, if it's you multiple times, then you have to take a big look in the mirror. I mean, you know, you talk about pre-snap communication alignment and assignment is what you have to have. And you can't have, you know, you know people running around trying to ask where you to go or line up in the wrong place. It seems like everybody had it together and, you know, sauce had a communication inside and out on Jamar chase. And because not because of skill and talent, but because of execution, you know, they get a walk-in touchdown. That was pivotal when you had an opportunity, maybe to force them to kick a field goal.
0: Uh, with, with that being said, you as a player, what do you do when that happens? You get back on Monday and you hammer it home because this is Week Four, and I know these guys don't want this to happen. Even though there are four new starters, the Jets aren't going to sit there and say, "Hey, listen, we're all new in the defensive backfield."
3: Yeah, listen, no, the, nobody's going to feel sorry for you, and the, and the issue is, you know, that for the most part, it's it's veteran players, and that's what you don't expect. And sometimes, as a veteran player, you can. You know, you can believe that you know that you know, and you and sometimes you can get nonchalant and complacent because you feel like, you know, where sometimes young players you know, are all in because it's new to them. So they have to really lock in and hone in. You know, that's that comes down to attention to detail that comes down to the week of preparation that comes down to really, really getting into your playbook and really learning it like the back of your hand so well that you can teach it to others and so that you can help and be an be a asset to everybody out there because if you don't know how to, where to line up and people are trying, then your eyes aren't right. So then, you know, the ball snap, you're trying to figure out where you're going, you haven't looked at the formation, you haven't got the pre-snap intel that you're used to getting, and you're a step slow or you bust. And, you know, we, unfortunately, we've seen that a couple of times from the secondary and giving up explosive plays.
0: Do you expect the best version of whatever the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers this week, considering they've had 10 days now to prepare for the Jets? I know know no T.J. Watt, who you can make the argument he's the best defensive player in football. You can make the argument that he's the best player in football.
3: Yeah, I mean, you talk about the reigning defensive player of the year. You talk about coming close to breaking the sacks record. You know, but, you know, I think he sets the table for everybody else because when he's able to get loose and he's on the field, then that allows Hightower, who had three sacks his first, the first week, to be able to eat because he's going to get the one-on-one matchups. Everybody's going to be sliding away from, you know, to T.J. Watt. Mika Fitzpatrick is a special player, and this, this, this defense is going to be rough and rugged. You know, the Steelers are who they always are. They're they're disciplined, prideful organization that have won, you know, six Super Bowls, that you know, have a standard. And like Mike Thomas says, the standard is the standard. It doesn't matter who's playing defense, whether it's Joey Porter, whether it's Jason Gilden, Kevin Green, uh, James Harrison, Lamar Whitley, or now T.J. Watt. You know, they expect if you put that uniform on, you're going to play a certain type of way. And more times than not, they're going to do that. So you have to be ready for a physical matchup and understand that it's going to go four rounds and you're going to have to battle because it's going to be tough sledding. But if you continue to stay the course and believe – you know, if that, you can break that wall
0: down. Do you think it's possible we see Kenny Pickett in this game or do you think Tomlin sticks to his guns with Mitch Trubisky?
3: Tomlin is usually a man of his word. And if he says that that the plan is to make sure that they stick with, um, you know, Trubisky the entire year, then they're going to stick with Trubisky the entire year. But, you know, what can't be um, overlooked is the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers have three of the best skills players on the outside. Where you want to talk about DeAndre Johnson? You want to talk about you know the the young the young rookie from Georgia? Or you want to talk yeah, about Pickens. yeah Pickens? Or you want to talk about Claypool? And then Fairmove yeah. feels like a, a second coming to Heath Miller. So I know that they may not have the best offensive line, and Najee Harris has struggled so far early in this season to get going. But it's not because they don't have capable explosive receivers on the outside. They have good players. You know they just have an inexperienced quarterback, so you hope that your quarterback can outplay their quarterback. But to do that, that means that the defense, the opposing defenses, is more responsible about that than actually Zach Wilson. Yeah, they
0: got a very good running back in Najee Harris, as you know. Do you expect this to be uh, another low-scoring fourth quarter, fourth quarter, fourth quarter affair where it's going to be decided late?
3: I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but when you look at it, right? Every game, you know, in the NFL, probably about eighty percent of them come down to the one last possession and you're either stopping fourth and one or you're converting fourth and one. And, you know, that's that's the NFL. It's always going to be – it's a lot of parity now. Everybody has good players. And if you don't bring your energy, you don't bring your focus, you can get embarrassed in this league really quickly.
0: Robert Sala, well, what would your messaging be to the troops this week? I mean, he, he they told them last week after Cleveland it's time to move on. Do you have that same kind of message following – The game against the Cincinnati Bengals, where the defending AFC champion, who were a wounded tiger, came in, and you knew they were going to take your best. uh, You knew you were going to take their best shot. You got their best shot. Now, how quickly do you got to turn a page? Well,
3: you're going to get Pittsburgh's best shot too, because they're coming off of a loss to divisional foe, and they're going to be upset and angry, thinking that this is a must-win for them as well. So that's what this league is all about. But if you're the Jets, you should be angry that you just lost a game in, in front of your home crowd. You're 0-2 at home. You gotta try and get right and be two and on the road to be able to try and flip-flop it and say, okay, well, I can be 0-2. I'll settle for 0-2 at home if I'm two and on the road and hope that you can, you know, play better when you're in front of your home crowd again. But you're gonna have to stay the course. And it's one of those things, you know, measure twice, cut once. And you gotta you gotta make sure that your pre snap Communication is on par because if you're not all pulling the pulling the rope in the same direction and communicating, then you can't help each other when you get into these formations in which they force you to communicate. Whether it's shifts, motions, over routes, you know, pre snap reads, bunch routes, that's all about communication. If it don't matter how you play it, as long as you guys are playing it both the same way.
0: Do you get bad feelings personally when you hear the word Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, considering a great rival with the Baltimore Ravens, and then they prevented you from going to the Super Bowl in 2010, of course.
3: Well, twice, you know, they uh, they, yep. they in 2009 as well. But you know, I would also like to, you know, you know, I work with Willie Colon. I know he. You guys remember him as a Jet. A lot of people know him as a Jet, but I know him as a Stiller. And when it gets about Pittsburgh, we even though we're teammates now, I don't, I don't really like him too much because I know you know what he was a part of and. He's basically a Sith Lord behind closed doors.
0: <laughs> you heard uh, James Earl Jones is retiring the voice now. Darth Vader.
3: You know, I mean, listen, the man, the man has been, you know, an uh, outstanding actor for years. You talk about the voice of Mustafa. I mean, it's time for him to smell the roses and enjoy himself. You know what I mean? As, as he's in the later stages of, of his life, he needs to go enjoy. We we thank him for all that he's meant, you know, not only to the, to the you know, Star Wars Um, enterprise, but what he's meant to cinema and the standard, the gold standard that he set.
0: Dude's a legend. Uh, uh, Let's leave it here. You don't like the Steelers, but with that being said, how great of an environment are the jets about to walk into in terms of home fields?
3: It's one of the greatest places to play in football. I mean, we all know third quarter when they need it, you know what track they're going to play and Mm -hmm. it's going to amplify the crowd because they know over the years when they play that track, renegade from sticks that it has caused havoc and fear in the opponent you have to embrace it you have to sit its head on and come out on the other side of it but you know what You talk about the steel city you know steel is is fortified and forged in fire so bring it on
0: bring it on brother thanks man
3: my pleasure